the last episode of We Love Lucy of the first season. Yay! Sad, happy, bittersweet. Um, it's called Ricky Ass for a Race. <laughs> and we are? We are Allison Werma, Corinne Eckhart, and Molly Lyons. And we are thrilled to be here with you one more time before we take a break. So this episode aired June 9th, 1952. And fun fact, while it's also the last episode of the season, during rehearsals for this episode, Lucy, Lucille Ball, found out she was pregnant <gasps> for a second time. <gasps> And they thought that the show wouldn't come back until Jess Oppenheimer had the idea of making her pregnant both on the show and in real life. So are you saying that having a baby isn't the end of everything? Thanks to Oppenheimer. Jeez. Oh my God. Thanks, Jess Oppenheimer. That's, oh my goodness. You make it all possible, Jess Oppenheimer. But if you think about that that was their headspace when they were recording this shit, like it really informs what you're seeing. Just a quick synopsis before we dive in. After Ricky loses his job when he asks for a raise, Lucy comes up with a plan to demonstrate to his boss how important he is. Aww. This episode was very affirming as a woman, I feel like. How so? Well, it was one of the first times where like they cast Lucy as a person who had a lot of agency and was like very she knew what she wanted and how to go after it and was not shy about it like she was showing ricky how to have a strong career yeah some of the quotes that i pulled out were like nobody ever wants to give a raise you have to demand it and ricky if you're afraid you'll never get it just a a fine example of women being the encouraging voice behind like men in their careers but then they never get any credit Totally. And I mean, listening to Lucy tell Ricky how to ask for a raise or whatever made me think she should be Ricky's agent yeah, instead of whoever Ricky's agent is right now. Because clearly Ricky's doing a lot of this work on his own and Lucy would be much better at it. Ricky, if you're afraid to ask for a raise, you're never going to get it. I'm not afraid. I'll do it. Well, what are you going to say? Let's rehearse. Rehearse? Sure, you can't leave a thing like this to chance. Now, look, I'll pretend I'm Mr. Littlefield, and you pretend you're you. Now, we finished dinner. Mr. Littlefield is full of food. He's leaning back, weak, bloated, and vulnerable. Nobody <laughs> ever wants to give anybody a raise. You have to demand it. It was just amazing to me because we know this about Lucille Ball, the actress. Obviously, she's had many jobs and had many bosses. But in the context of the show, it doesn't seem like Lucy has worked that much. So the fact that she understands how to broker a deal within uh, like a work environment is kind of staggering, just like how knowledgeable she is and how she's exactly right. But it sounds like she's like someone's mentor in an MBA program. And they're like, this is how you get what you want. <laughs> well, have you guys ever negotiated a salary or asked for a raise or a promotion or any of that? I've never done that before. I mean, I've had to like name a number of what I like what I need to be paid to do do a job, but because it's freelance, it's a little bit different than right having a salaried position. Um, I mean, I remember a friend of mine asked me he had gotten an offer for a job, and he was like, "Well, I want to negotiate my salary for a little more, but and it was for nonprofit work, and how much is too much? You know, mm-hmm. you could ask too much, but also on the flip side, if you don't ask, you're never going to know, right? You right. know." Um, but yeah, and it's definitely, I, I have some male friends and they're not exactly in my field, but they're like, just baseline is that whatever number they're offered first is like a negotiating starting point mm-hmm. and they're always going to counter. Um, whereas I think it happens less with women that we get a number and we're just like, okay, that's the salary right? rather than decide to argue about it. And I think that maybe it is still a bit of a gendered discussion well and i think that's too why it's important for people to actually be able to kind of 
be open about talking about salary and how much they make, especially in the entertainment industry, which we all work in. Right. But I think it's important for everyone to kind of be candid about how much they're getting paid because there are also like a lot of people who I think aren't getting paid what they're worth. Yeah. You know? One, it's interesting because I feel like Ricky is really taking the traditionally female role in this in that it's like he's just happy to be there. Like I think women are conditioned to just be like, don't ruffle feathers, don't be difficult, just be someone they want to keep around because you're pleasant. And so because he's like, I don't want to bob, I don't want to make him mad. Like I think he likes Mr. Littlefield. Littlefield. Like I think he likes working for him and he even says, he's like, we have a really good working relationship. Ricky, I'm sorry to hear that like this isn't working out, but you should do what's best for you. So it's just interesting that it's like very much about like personal relationships rather than business. Um, which I think, I don't always think about men being preoccupied by those things. Yeah. But I like that we opened the episode where he's talking about they're having dinner with the Littlefields because, as we always say, there isn't too much continuity and connection between all the episodes and this really connects Ricky's career. Lucy's schedule. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, to Lucy's schedule and to, like, Ricky's career where, like, apparently now he's at the point. Who knows how long has he been working at the Tropicana? Can't imagine it's been longer than six months. Yeah. Apparently she thinks he's being undervalued. Well, so this is the second time that they used the little fields, Gail Gordon and Edith Meiser. So it's really fun that we get to see them. Totally. For their second episode. Um, And they're the same characters and they play them exactly the same. But also... Kind of an inappropriate time, don't you think, to have a discussion about the raise? I know the point was that Lucy would be present, but then it's like, what is Phoebe up to? Like, Phoebe's just observing even the framing of that scene was super weird because it's not like they had like a like a full like you didn't see the full scene you didn't even see phoebe until halfway through the scene and someone's like and you too and then it like pulls back to and you're like oh you're also here like it was very strange that whole thing was weird too because when we open on it lucy's like oh no i'm in my house dress and my hair's not done and then she's like i'm not done getting ready and then ricky's like oh the little fields will be here any minute and in the next scene she shows up in the same thing she had been wearing when they were in the bedroom. So I'm like, wait, was she in her house she, dress? Yeah, she said, well, I think her logic, we need to show the Littlefields just how much, like, the what you're, he's currently paying you is not enough for us to support the lifestyle oh. we should have. So that's she, why she was doing that. But also, it's like, it doesn't cost, as far as I understand, like, it doesn't really cost money to do your hair. Like, that's time. Like, <laughs> I think her hair looked good. Yeah. <laughs> like, framing her face. I think that's nice. But what do I know? Well, and the other, the other moment I really liked <laughs> was when they're in the bedroom, and she's talking about how she's like, and I'll make myself look really thin so they think we're not getting <laughs> enough to eat. And then she does, like, a little, like, fishy duck face. And I was like, all right. She's, like, invented that, like, show off your cheekbones look that, like, yeah. everyone has been selfieing with for the last 10 years. The original duck lips. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I, I, it seems that the way that they do business really bleeds into personal life yeah because in um the schedule episode it's a biz it's a dinner with their wives where like mr littlefield's gonna decide whether or not he hires ricky right and yeah now they're gonna have the raise conversation in front of their wives right right i that that made me very uncomfortable the (laughs) idea of having to like ask for a raise or have that conversation with other people present I mean, I know this is all contrived for the sake of like the the story, but this is so bizarre. No, you're not. You're not going to talk to your boss and his wife about whether or not you're getting fired. Right. And Lucy's doing like a lot of the talking. Yeah. I know. Listen, don't shit where you sleep. Agreed. The other crazy thing is Ricky's. He's just not a good liar. So when Mr. Littlefield's like, how many other offers? And Lucy's like, four. A perfectly respectable number. And then Ricky's like, 12. Are there 12 nightclubs in New York? (laughs) No, no. And then he's like, I got eight this morning. It's like, was your phone ringing off the hook? Good cover, Rick. They're all from Fred to perform downstairs. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, also, I thought it was so sweet how they loved Lucy's cheesecake. And Lucy's like, I'll write out the recipe for you later. It's so quaint. And then yeah. she's like, I'm not giving you cheesecake. <laughs> so shady. That's her only card to play. Uh, but I do think it's really commendable on Mr. Littlefield's part, like, to not, in, in business negotiations, again, not that I've ever done this, but I think if someone thought people had other offers, I think it's good for him to be like, well, you know, go out and look at, go out and see other things, you know, go out and right. try other things. I well, mean, ideally, you have a boss who supports you totally. in your career. I'm surprised he wasn't, co- like, contracted or anything. Yeah, well, that's what they didn't mention in the episode that I think must have been the catalyst. The only reason to renegotiate a salary is if a contract is expiring Mm -hmm. or like a certain amount of time has passed so like we said it's weird that it's been like six months that he just got the manager promotion yeah and he hasn't gotten any more money maybe they didn't maybe the manager promotion didn't come with any more money Mm. so he's like now that i have the promotion you should pay me also as a manager again how is he a manager and a band leader? I don't get it. Yeah, what does no. that mean? Does it mean that, like, he's the person who is in charge of all the programming, so all the different bands that play? Like, is he, like, the production manager of the club? I don't know that there are there other bands. Like, doesn't he play there every night? I don't know. I don't know if it's every night. I don't know. It really makes no sense, because then what is this Xavier guy, the new manager? Though, apparently, fun fact, that, that reference where they make up this other internationally re- renowned musician is um, a reference to an actual person that Ricky used to work for was a musician named Javier, Javier Cugat. And that was someone who Desi did work for in the music world. They do like to include their friends in the shout-outs whenever, whenever I love they can. that. Yeah, I will say all these fake names coming up were all references to people. Oh, like yeah. Like, all the reservation names were references. Well, and then, like, the, the, what did she say? The Trumans got the last table. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then Fred's face when she says that. So good. Wait, so, so yeah, so Mr. Littlefield's just like, okay, like, yeah, go, go forth and move on prosper. onward and upward. So Ricky gets let go, essentially. Well, he, like, is forced to quit. Yeah. He calls a has-been an also-been. Because it's, like, an also-ran and a has-been. What's an also-ran? I've never heard well, that before. Well, also-ran is, like, somebody... Like, Martin O'Malley was an also-ran in the Democratic primary. A year. loser in a race or a contest, especially by a large margin. So, Trump in the popular vote? Boom! <laughs> Sick burn, Orma. You guys can't see it, but I just dropped, dropped my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, only metaphorically. <laughs> Because we can't uh, afford that. Uh, <laughs> guys, the wall is broken. We aren't pulling punches. Let's anymore. not talk about walls right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's going to the unemployment office. And I was wondering how much you could get. And how, what it translates to nowadays. So Lucy and Ethel are talking about what they can do because Ricky's depressed. And, and Lucy got him into this mess. She did because she pushed him. To be fair, like, yes. I'm, like I'm always team Lucy, but like... And she meant well. But I I would argue that, like, Ricky should have been asking for a raise. Like, yes, like, she didn't let him make that choice himself. She made the choice for him. But, like, it's not wrong to, like, be, if he's the provider, that he should be trying to provide for her. Like, I don't know. I just think that it's a hard thing to ask for raises, but, like, that's part of working. Yeah. Well, so she's wondering what she should do about it, because obviously Lucy has to get involved. And... Uh, she says it'll take a miracle to get him back. And then she says, I feel a miracle coming on (laughs) because Lucy makes what she wants happen in life. That's, those are all her hijinks. She gets shit done. Yeah. Bitches get shit done. Bitch doesn't settle. So they decide and she enlists Ethel's help, Avi. They're going to make reservations for every single table. 
75 tables. At the Tropicana. I right. really love this idea. It's so good. So brilliant. It's so great. Um, and they must have just had so much fun with it, too. Making up names, using accents. I will say Ethel Vivian Vance's accent work in this entire episode was awesome. Yeah. Lucy, yes. too. But, like, Vivian especially was very... It feels Even like- Fred eventually got into it. It feels like the kind of episode where, as they got to know the actors, they were like, they knew all the things that they could do and, like, all of their special skills. Totally. And it was like, how can we use the fact that they all do these great voices? And they kind of might have built this whole idea around that because it's just it features them all so nicely Mm -hmm. so we see the guy answering the phone at the tropicana his name is maurice marsac and his character name is maurice too at the end of the episode you can hear the credits they say jack played by maurice marsac but in the episode they call him maurice Oh, interesting i think it's a continuity error like he was supposed to be jack and then they used the taker, an actor, mistakenly called him his real name. Oh, that's name. funny. He had, like, a French accent. Did he not? Well, yes. Okay. He is French. He's French-born. He should have played the French guy in Adagio. Agreed, he should have worn yeah. a beret. <laughs> um, he will come back to play a waiter when they go to Paris, like a French oh, waiter. So we'll I didn't... I, I don't mean to throw shade because it's, like, not that big of a deal. I didn't love him. Like, the scene where he's, like, doing the two phones, that was a little too hammy for me. Like, yeah. I just didn't like it. Yeah, and then people clapped. The audience clapped at the yeah. end. Yeah, I was like, is that, do you know him? Like, is he your friend? <laughs> Who is he? <laughs> like, it's sort of like. like if, I don't get it. If Lucy was going to perform a feat of, like, physical comedy, then you then you would hear the audience clap. And that didn't seem to be this at the same level. Him just, right. like, holding phones in two hands and then. Switching his hands like that and it wasn't, wasn't not that it complex. wasn't that like he wasn't that deft at, in terms of making it seem believable like right. the timing of it didn't seem like frenetic enough or something I don't know I'm like not trying to hate on this person who made a TV like was on a TV show 60 years ago but I was like oh the quality like it shows you how good everyone else is totally in um, comparison that you're like oh they're usually so on point. Mm-hmm. I want to shout out a couple of the names they use to make uh, reservations. Um, Harry Ackerman, she says Miss Ackerman um, is the CBS vice president Mm. and a producer of the show. Um, Maury Thompson, I think they've used this name before, but he was the camera coordinator. Mm. And when she said, I think I'm going to be a celebrity, she imitates uh, a celebrity named Tallulah Bankhead. Yeah. Is that what the darling was? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was Hello, like, darling. I need a reservation, darling. I'm just like, I know that's a reference, but I couldn't yeah. figure out exactly who I was wondering if they to. were going to have her do Betty Davis because they were classmates. I thought about but that. No, Tallulah Bankhead, also glam. Yes. Glam Love it. Glam AF. So, yeah, they make all of the reservations. My favorite is that later we find out they had a reservation for 30 people. I feel like they got tired of calling in, like, four people reservations, two people. Just got to get it done. And it's funny because then Ethel comes upstairs and she and Lucy crash on the couch and chair because they're so exhausted from making phone calls, which when I had jobs which required a lot more phone calls and, like, dialing phones and just being on calls all day, I would be like, how am I so exhausted from Mm -hmm. sitting on the phone? But it's true. So I totally knew how they felt. Yeah. So Mr. Littlefield comes by and talks to Maurice about the state of the club. And Maurice is like, we're all sold out. I don't understand. This has never happened before. And Mr. Littlefield says, I finally hired someone with talent. That's like, yeah, that's deep. I thought he was being a jerk in this episode. He was. He was like, oh, no, this guy is so much more clever than Ricky Ricardo. And I'm like, you don't need to go there. Totally. It's just not consistent. That's not shine theory (laughs) among band leaders. (laughs) It's just not consistent because he just said he wanted Ricky to like follow his dreams and make more money and he money. would have had him stay if he was like willing to take some yeah. money 
And then the, the next scene, he's like, oh, that guy sucked. Now I have a great guy. And it's like, that that doesn't make any sense. Either you're a fan of Ricky's or you're not, but you can't be supportive and then shit on him in the next. Right. And also, I guess we just don't have a lot of understanding about like what a manager does anyway. But, <laughs> Still yeah. interested to what a nightclub manager is. Because it's like, oh, shouldn't this guy who's taking reservations be involved? Like... Is he the bouncer? Yeah. Is he the club promoter? I don't get it. <laughs> are clubs different then as they so are now? in a re- reboot, Ricky is running a club in Vegas and also a is DJ. a nightclub promoter. He's a DJ. I love that. <laughs> oh my. A Ricky reboot this week, guys, not a Lucy reboot. Or maybe in Miami. Let's do it in Miami. Yeah. Oh, that's appropriate. So they can like go to Cuba and stuff now that that's an option. Yeah. Definitely. Cool reboot. I would. So Fred and Ethel come upstairs. Like you said, Ethel's exhausted. And Fred gets involved. (gasps) It's his idea. To when they decide to show up at the club and then walk out when they realize Ricky's not playing. He says he's going to call his friend Hal King, a quick change artist. He, that's actually the name of the show's makeup artist. Mm. Do you know any quick change artists, guys? I feel like no. <laughs> is that a magician? Well, that's what I'm confused about. Because, like, quick changes in theater are just... They happen all the time if you're in a play and you have to get on off stage and then get changed quickly. Yeah. And it's like a quick change can happen in, like, 12 seconds. They're really fast. So the dressers off stage in a play, those are the people who do that. I've never heard them referred to as quick change artists. Well, this sounds like the guy was dressing himself, too, with no help because... If you're in a play, then there's like, like you said, a dresser off stage helping you, and you don't have to be like particularly adept at it. Okay, it's a thing, guys. There are apparently quick change artists often on America's Got Talent. Oh my god! It's like a performer magician change it, like takes off one set of clothing and puts in like has another within seconds. So that there's that's an art apparently. I love that it, like, Fred's always like, I know a guy. He's, like, a, in the theater mafia where he's like, yeah. I know a guy who can get me a hat or something. Like, whatever it is. Listen, for me, a quick change is just taking off my pants as soon as I get home. <laughs> <laughs> what were our favorite of the quick change outfits? What was our favorite incarnation? Oh, my Lucy. God. Lucy at the, at the end, chewing the gum with the, like, black and white yeah. top and, and hat that matched. Mm-hmm. And she had the table for... 30. Yes. I, I liked Fred in a fur coat as a lady. <laughs> oh my goodness. As a lady. Well, so when we first see them, there are three of them together. And I think that it got a huge crowd reaction. Like everyone was laughing just upon their like first sight of them. I didn't think it was that funny, but Lucy was wearing padding. Like she was mm-hmm. wearing like She's body like, padding. She was yeah. chubbier in her. She was wearing like pillows as cutlets yeah in her like <laughs> stomach and her boobs and i wondered if that like contributed to the crowd reaction totally they were like ha oh, she's chubby now I, um and then ethel wore them too i think yeah in her boobs yeah just in her boobs oh yeah when and then ethel in the first time we see them ethel's wearing a like a fur i'm like is that the fake mink again oh i wish she had come out and like the, the mink, mink t-shirt yeah. as a callback that would have been incredible because well, also it sounds like if the quick change artist had all those clothes, does he, how King dresses up as all of these like fabulous stars <laughs> and women? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like kind of wild. Um, so I'm when they, judging, it's cool. When the first group leaves, Mr. Littlefield's trying to get them to stay, and he's like, I have a, an artist who's much more clever than Ricky Ricardo. And Lucy goes, No one is more clever than Ricky Ricardo, peasant. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yes, I died. I actually screamed. <laughs> and then, okay, they go back. So that's the first iteration of yes. it. And then they go back, and they're, like, changing in an alleyway. Yeah. In the club. I was surprised that we never met Javier because 
I feel like we've all we've all worked in live events too. Like the talent is aware of what's going on in the front of house if it's like crazy stuff. Like they know if there's no audience there. Yeah. Like why is this guy not being like, is everything okay? Yeah. And also, does he really not have his own fans? Like what's going on with Javier's career? And are there any waiters at the bar? Like is there? It's so empty. Yeah. I had many questions. And then Lucy comes, yeah, Lucy comes in as a blonde. I well, had a- oh, before that, yeah. so they're, they're quick changing in the alley, and you can hear, because it's silent, you can hear the audience cough and, like, shuffle around. And eventually they start laughing when they start putting on their new disguises. But I was just thinking, like, they should have put some dialogue in there. Mm-hmm. Just anything to fill the void where it's just not silence. Yeah. That was a little weird. And, um... Also, I thought it was funny that they just, like, stored their big trunk of costumes in an alley. Like, it's like a quaint little city street. No one steals. This is New York. Everything's safe. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and Lucy comes in as a blonde. Okay, and this is a weird question because they kind of give her a look like she doesn't belong here when she comes in as a blonde. Is she supposed to be dressed as, like, a 1950s version of, like, a trashy lady? I think she is. Like a low class. I think that's part of the gum Okay. too. Because I was like, she looks great. Like, I love her whole outfit. It reminds me of the moment in It's Wonderful Life where, do you remember, you guys know? Yeah. Violet is the blonde who lives in town, who's always, like, been friends with George Bailey, and she's, like, the hot blonde about town. Like, it feels like that character when they're always, like, all, she walks on the street and all the men are, like, like, mouth on the floor. And they're like, oh, like, you look, Violet, you look beautiful. She's like, this old thing. Like, I only care this when I don't care at all what I look like. <laughs> like, it feels like that kind of character. Yeah. The funny part is, Lucy kind of looked crazy as a blonde, right? Like, it didn't really go. And she's a blonde in real life. Yeah. But it looked so fake. I know. She wore, she wore a wig. She looked, I don't know. I, I liked that whole look, though. Yeah. It was fun. It was, it was. So, it's Fred and Ethel come in in that iteration as a couple, and then Lucy comes in as a single person who's booked a table for 30, and she sits down. And then when they're all getting up to leave, and they, you know, Lucy's encouraging Ethel's character. She's like, you go, girl. Let's get out of here. And Ethel's calling her friend on the phone to cancel, too, and it's like a whole bunch of shenanigans. At the end... On their way out, Fred comes up with his little top hat and he, like, pops it out at Mr. Littlefield <laughs> or Maurice, whoever's standing there. Just like, humph. Fred, this is, like, li- really letting Fred be get, who he is. Yeah, get into his truest self and, like, play dress up. And it's fun to see him, like, having fun with the girls and being yeah. a part of their... Like, also, there was a part of me that was very nostalgic and wonderful. The idea of, like, a phone prank, mm-hmm. which is what they're doing, like, on a huge scale. Like, they are pranking this nightclub. And I think kids these days don't talk on the phone that much. And Ourselves as, included. And But, like, as children of the 90s, like, when I was in, you know, junior high or high school, like, we talked on the phone all the time. Um, so it was, like, nice to remember what that would that experience is like and see that on TV. Yeah, I mean, you can't, yeah, you can't prank call someone nowadays. No. And imagine making multiple reservations, like, you know, I've done it for myself or for, like, a for a boss or whatever, and it's like, you have to have, like, multiple, like, open table accounts or something. Like, it's hard to do that nowadays. Who was the guy who didn't call the girl who got so angry that she created a system in which (laughs) she would identify every single call coming in? (laughs) Like, you know that whoever invented caller ID was, like, just pissed that someone wasn't calling them back. Somebody scorned somebody, and uh, now we have caller ID. (laughs) 
Uh, or it could be that somebody had a stalker and they were just like, no. That's the flip side, yeah. Could go any number any number of ways. Um, so Phoebe comes in, the second time we <laughs> see her in the episode, and I didn't realize, like, they've had their moments in other episodes. They had a bit of a tiff before the Ricardos came over in the last episode mm-hmm. where she's like, you pushed me to get ready, yeah. like, so quickly. And this time, you know, he's like, please sit down, look like you're having fun. And she's like, what's going on? There's no one here at your club. And he's like, smile. And she does. And he's like, ooh. And it's like, I don't understand. You're married. It's very Fred Ethel. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Well, and I guess what it's like Fred it? and Ethel aren't really fighting in this one. So they really wanted to put that somewhere. I don't know. I'm telling everyone, it's okay to fight with your wife. Yeah. Or just like we dick. Completely di- like disregard her. Like she showed up to your club to support you. She's you're, literally you're all jerk. you have tonight. Oh, it's she, oh, she has a crush on Ricky. She does have a crush on Ricky. Maybe she hoped he would show. I mean, like, who doesn't? <laughs> Definitely has a crush on and Ricky. And I feel bad for Javier, whoever the new club manager slash performer, the new Ricky is. Because I'm sure he's a perfectly adequate, adequate like, band, band leader. leader. Yeah. And I feel bad that no one's going to show up for a show. Yeah. Well, and that's the, the thing that I find hard to believe is that, like, nobody else wanted to go. But I guess for the well, I guess they just got to the phones first. That's the thing. Yeah. They got they booked up the entire club. Well, it's a little, it's a little unbelievable that no one would just walk in. Yeah, assuming that there'd be available tables yeah. because clearly there are a ton of available tables. Right. Yeah, or even to come in and go to the bar. I, I don't know the setup of this nightclub, but I would imagine. <laughs> Please tweet at us the blueprints of the Tropicana. <laughs> I will say I just love that Lucy just full-on pulled an entire caper in which she lied and assumed multiple identities and pulled a bunch of other people in. And it was so elaborate just to, like, get her husband his job back. an episode of Scandal. Yeah. (laughs) She was also, like, she was, like, totally... I keep thinking about these things in business terms now based on, like, how the episode started. She's, like, the CEO of this operation, and she is managing it so beautifully. Like, she is just making it happen and, like... Things kind of go off without a hitch, which is so refreshing on the show because so many times things just blow up in her face and we watch her, like, her whole, like, plan go up in flames. Yeah. So this was cool. Yeah. Well, she did in the, kind of, in the end. Well, so Ricky goes down to the club. He's been called down to the club by Mr. Littlefield and he hears this whole story about people were showing up and the people who showed up heard he wasn't going to be there and they walked out and you know, all of that. So he comes home and he's all self-satisfied and he's telling the gang that like, if he's in this much demand, why would he work for Mr. Littlefield? So all of their work goes de- down the drain. It backfired. Yeah. But that could actually like, if, if they were able to start the rumor that nobody came to the Tropicana because of Ricky, like maybe other people will want to get him a job. Right. Who Gotta knows? give a call get- to all the gossip columnists. It's like, I guess, but I just was, I was disappointed that he was so greedy. Like he wanted to work for Mr. Littlefield in the first place. So once he got that opportunity again, I don't know why he threw it away on the off chance he could get a better job. Like take the Mr. Littlefield job, continue to look for a different job, but you know, like do what's logical. I like this episode, though. Yeah. I thought it was really, really fun. Uh, I loved all the dressing up and the fun. The voices, like the accents and stuff. Fred in a nice fur 
will yeah. get me every time. Or like, was it Ethel with a Russian oh accent? Or oh my god, I also love when Lucy and it's. I think it's the last one when Fred's in a fur, but like Lucy and Ethel come in and they're giving off serious Norma Desmond vibes. Mm, it's yeah, like with the, the cocoon jackets and yes. the turbans, and they're like sashaying their, all their butts <laughs> moving their at the hips. same time. Yeah, yeah Fred, work. <laughs> I, w- I want to see the montage where they teach him to to be a woman the way the way that Lucy did with Miss Lewis, but maybe Fred already. I don't know. It's the role of a lifetime for Fred. (laughs) Some people wait a lifetime for a moment like this. (laughs) Oh, God. It's the best when he's playing along. Yeah. he's When he's great, he's great. But when he's bad, he's awful. There's no in-between. You want a Fred that's down to clown. Like, that's the the Fred that we all need in our lives. Literally put on makeup and clown around. (laughs) Wait, I want to make a t-shirt that's just Fred Mertz's face and then the words down to clown. (laughs) Tweeted us if you'd buy that. Yeah. We'll <laughs> make it. I yeah. will. Considering merch for season two. Yeah. Speaking of season two, this is this marks the end of our season one journey this here on We Love Lucy, which it. is so exciting. This is it. It's been so much fun. We're going to take a little break, guys, and we'll be back with the start of season two. So we're going to take a little bit of a break from our typical format. We may bring you some smaller, little more bite-sized, kind of Lucy kind of fun to keep you to keep you satisfied between seasons to keep you going. Yeah, um, we'll continue on social media, but we with will, articles and tweets and photos and gifts and all that good stuff. And we'd love to hear from you guys. Yes, please. Um, we would love it if you're enjoying the podcast, which I know many of you are. We would love it, and it would be very helpful to us if you guys were to give us a review, if you were to rate us on iTunes, tell your friends, have your friends subscribe. Yeah, and if you guys have ideas, if there's things that you want to be hearing more about or seeing more of on our various platforms, we would love to hear from you. Yeah, we um, love constructive criticism. We love. Yeah, this is a collaborative thing. So if you have some thoughts or feelings or whatever about Lucy, we want to hear them. Yeah. And we hope you're having as much fun with this as we are because we've lo- been loving watching the episodes, talking about them, and giving you guys something fun to listen to every week. Okay, well, you can follow us at We Love Lucy Podcast on Facebook or Instagram. You can follow us at We Love Lucy Pod on Twitter. And if you're going to email us, it's Pod at gmail.com. Goodbye for now, Lucy. See you soon. <laughs>